This is Billy Carson with ForbiddenKnowledge.tv. Forbidden Knowledge TV has just reached its one-year anniversary. That's right, one year. And as a show of appreciation, we are giving all new subscribers a free 30-day trial of ForbiddenKnowledge.tv. That's 30 days to binge watch thousands of movies, documentaries, conferences, workshops, lectures, yoga classes, meditation courses, and so much more. So log on to ForbiddenKnowledge.tv from your computer or mobile device or get the Forbidden Knowledge TV app on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon, iTunes, or Google Play today and use coupon code 30DAYSFREE. That's coupon code 30 days free on ForbiddenKnowledge.tv today. Hey guys, Billy Carson here, Forbidden Knowledge. Do you like my podcast? Well, guess what? Anchor.fm gave me this podcast for free. They give you creation tools that allow you to edit and create your podcast right on your phone or your computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly into your podcast. It's almost like having your own radio show. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you to Apple, Spotify, and many, many more. So go ahead and get started with Anchor.fm today. What's up, guys? Billy Carson here for Better Knowledge just going to hop on here and drop a couple of quick tidbits uh, in reference to the man-made device called religion. Uh, just a little while ago, I made two posts on my personal page, which are, were about these pastors that have uh, sexually molested their, um, well, one sexually molested a four-year-old, and the other one was sexually molesting men or boys at church. And this is just a pattern that continues on and on and on. It's been going on for many, many thousands of years. It's not something new. And here's the biggest problem that you have with religion if you're still trying to track and follow religion. The biggest problem is this. This is how you know it's a bunch of garbage. If you are the pastor that has just raped a four-year-old girl, sexually molested her, destroyed her for her entire life, and that four-year-old girl grows up not believing in Jesus Christ, not believing in the biblical version of uh, religion, is quote unquote, according to Christians, is going to die and, and suffer in a lake of fire for the rest of her eternal um, spiritual life, I guess, after death. But the pastor who had raped the four-year-old uh, in the beginning and destroyed her entire life is has a quote unquote chance now to ask and beg Jesus for forgiveness and he's going to be raptured into heaven. Do you see the foolishness here? You see how stupid that sounds? And people are running around believing this garbage. The same people that believe that garbage are the same people that don't know anything about the Bible itself. Those same people, if I can get them on here, I can ask them a simple question. What year was the Bible written? What years? They can't answer that question. They don't even know. Who wrote the Bible? You know what they're going to say? Peter, Paul, John, Judas, and so forth and so on. Nope, they didn't write anything in the Bible. Not one word. Not one stinking word. Jesus wrote no words in the Bible. None. Zero. There's no words in the Bible written by anybody spoken about in the Bible. The Bible was written by followers of Hermes Thoth. 100 AD to 900 AD. 
long after all those people were long gone and dead long dead where did they get the information the Old Testament came from the Enuma Elish and the seven tablets of creation uh, the uh, epic of Gilgamesh the the uh, Atreasis epic uh, also the um, the book of Yahweh the um, uh, what else do we have the Emerald Tablets um, some of the Mahabharata and then you have some information that came from a little bit from the Nag Hammadi's uh, Nag Hammadi scripts and Dead Sea Scrolls when you're getting into like Proverbs and so forth now you're getting information uh, from the uh, Egyptian Book of the Dead and the Tibetan Book of the Dead that's where you're getting that information from predates the Bible by, by predates the Bible by thousands and thousands of years uh, you know, even the um, some of that stuff has been used in the Old Testament as well, so especially the Egyptian Book of the Dead. For example, um, the Ten Commandments came directly from the Forty-Two Laws of Mott from the um, from the Egyptian Book of the Dead, which the Egyptian Book of the Dead tr real name is called the Egyptian. It's called the Book of Going Forth by Day. It's not called the Egyptian Book of the Dead. That's the name that was given to it many, many hundreds of years later. Uh, but the original name is the Book of Going Forth by Day. I have the original papyruses. So, um, and then you get into the New Testament. A lot of that is the Emerald Tablets. The majority of it is the Emerald Tablets, especially where Jesus is being quoted as speaking and saying things. His words are directly coming from the Emerald Tablets of 36,000 years ago. So which came first, the chicken or the egg? <laughs> you know, so, um, you know, it's ridiculous. Uh, what's going on here the obviously the Bible that's what we call the modern-day Bible is new age religion stuff where people have taken it chopped it and screwed it and edited it and mistranslated by accident on purpose a lot of words to get people to fall into a, uh, a, a system that controls their mind and controls their life controls their families and manipulates them into giving money and funds and donating things to people that really don't give a damn about you they don't care about you. All these people who are going to, I just left from visiting an old neighborhood that I grew up in. And in that neighborhood, Opelika, Florida, a lot of y'all, some of y'all on here who, who ride for the South 305, you know what I'm talking about. The ghetto where I grew up, where, where, where people would, would you come out in the morning and see bullet holes in the side of your house. And uh, the crossing guards would rob us on the way to school, that place. There's a church literally on every corner and that, that entire city can't be more than 15 square miles. And there's probably about 40 or 50 churches in that one city. 40 or 50 churches. And all those people giving all that money every weekend, funding those nonprofits, praying to Jesus and everything else. And look at the city. Still garbage. Look at the people. Still suffering. Still broke, poor, locked up in jail, dead, dying still ghetto why is that because religion is garbage it doesn't work religion is fake religion is a system it's a man-made system designed to designed to mentally enslave you just like the government mentally enslaves you you got the government thinking that that they that you work for them when it's it's actually the opposite they're supposed to be working for you it's like when you go to the doctor you got the doctor thinking that 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 you work for the doctor the doctor tells you what to do. You don't tell the doctor what to do. It's the opposite. You're paying the doctor. So when a doctor tells you something to do, you say, no, I ain't doing that. You got to give me a better reason than this. I'm paying you. 
you I, you work for me. You, the mindset you guys have is, is so screwed up. And you guys are running around here chasing after these fake deities and these fake uh, religious concepts without doing any research whatsoever. I mean, whatsoever. I mean, if you go into the Bible, what words, are what words have been mistranslated in the Bible? This is a book that you're basing your entire eternity on. Your, your eternity. Your, your, your eternity. You're, you're like saying, okay, if I die right now, I'm supposed to live forever in this, in this heaven. And I'm supposed to be eternal forever. Walking amongst God and praising him and singing to him every day and everything else. And this is what I want. If that's what you, and that's what you really want. Meanwhile, you spent no time researching the book whatsoever. You don't even know how many mistranslated words are in the Bible, what the original language was. I asked this Christian guy who was trying to convert me. I said, well, what's the original language that the Bible was written in? He couldn't answer that question. I said, have you ever looked into Aramaic? Have you ever looked into Hebrew? Have you ever looked into the words of the Bible and see what they, their root meaning is? No? Then you don't know anything about the Bible. It's a shame that I know more about the Bible than a Christian person. And that goes for pastors too. I will destroy a, a pastor. I, I, I beg a pastor to get on alive with me and I will literally destroy him. Why? Because he knows nothing about the Bible. And if he does, he's hiding it from his people. Some do know, but they're hiding it because why? They gotta make that Mercedes Benz payment. They gotta make that mortgage payment. They've been sucked in. Now they got bills to pay and they gotta keep you on the hook now. They don't want you to advance consciously. They don't want you to look into Sumerian tablets and Emerald tablets and Mahabharata, Bhagavad Gita, Indian Vedas, Enuma Elish, Seven Tablets of Creation, the Indian Vedas. They don't want you to look, read the Terra papers. They don't want you to read none of this stuff. They don't want you to study the Dogon tribe in Mali, Africa. They don't want you to find out that the, the Dogon tribe originally originated from the land of Kem, which was before Egypt was called Egypt, and then migrated to Mali, and the knowledge that they know and where they got the knowledge from. They don't want you to know any of that kind of stuff. They do not want you to know that. You know why? Because once you know that information, you're going to bail out of that church and you're going to ask for a refund. And here's the here's the proof that what you're following is is a waste of time, a waste of money. Like I was saying before, I got a little sidetracked. But you guys go to church for all these years and you give them all this money and you're still poor, you're still broke. And if you have a bill to pay or something like that, you might get a little electric bill or something like that, $50, $60 out of them. But if you go to them and say, I want to start a business and this business is going to, I'm going to need a $10,000 startup for this business. They're going to laugh you right out of that church. You ain't getting a penny. You can give them money for 30, 40, 50 years and go to them and ask them for 10, 15,000 to invest into a business. It ain't going to happen. They want your neighborhood to stay broke. They want your neighborhood to stay poor. They want your neighborhood to stay struggling. And if you're one of those mega churches where rich people go, they want you to just be just conscious enough and just financially stable enough to keep giving them the big donations. And they will mentally enslave you and wrap you up into thinking that all your success came from deities instead of action and, and, uh, and work that you put in yourself. They don't want you to know that you are God, that you have the power within you, that you made conscious decisions to put yourself in a, in a, in a sound financial state of uh, being and that you've been able to sustain and take care of your family. They want you to think all that came from deities and, and sky, sky daddies with magic wands. You've been pimped. You've been pimped. Now that you've admitted you've been pimped, slap yourself in the face, take a razor blade out, slice your eyeballs open, slice your, slice your eyelids open so you can open your eyes, 
and realize you've been pimped. All these pastors and all these preachers out here got you in a state of mind of begging people, begging entities uh, for forgiveness and thinking that you're going to be raptured into some kind of magical heaven. The rapture was added to the Bible by William James Darby, 1835. Look it up. There is no rapture. It doesn't exist. It was a cliff note added to the Bible from by a publisher who then, much later, saw the power in it, presented it to some pastors who then added it to, add to the doctrine. Didn't exist. Hell was added to the Bible. Doesn't exist. Lake of fire and all that? Sorry, guys. If you do your research, you'll find out hell doesn't exist. Hell is a state of mind. Hell is a state of mind. Heaven is a state of mind. They got you thinking that you're going to be living in some fire-burning hell, lake of fire, so that you can keep giving them money and begging a sky daddy, begging a sky wizard with a magic wand. You've been pimped. There is no sky daddy with a magic wand. And stop calling God a he. He is able. He can do this and he can do that. How do you know it's a he? All people come out of wombs, including the universe. The universe is a womb. Okay? At every single point in, in the ether of space-time, at every Planck unit in quantum mechanics and quantum physics, there is something called the vesica piscis. Look it up. That is where all the energy emanates from into the third dimension. This is real science. It's a womb. The same as if you slice a lemon in half, a, a grapefruit in half, uh, an orange in half, what are you going to see? A womb. All life comes out of a womb. Okay? And all life in the universe comes out of an energetic womb. There was a scientist uh, that took a flask in a laboratory. He sterilized the flask with, with flames and heat to sterilize the inside. Then he vacuumed it and sealed it. He came back a few days later, looked at the flask underneath an electron microscope. Guess what was inside that flask? Guess what was inside of there? life forms microscopic fully formed life forms inside the flask why because life emanates into, into the third dimension at all times 24 hours a day seven days a week in all places non-stop there is no sky daddy male figure out there with a magic wand wishing things into existence the divine energy that's flowing through this universe is the creation energy and all that energy is coming and seeping through the Avesica Piscis, which is a section of the flower of life, which is why I wear the necklace that you see me wearing all the time, which is a, uh, a representation of the true face of God. The face of God is the flower of life, which encompasses the 64 Greek tetrahedron, which is which encompasses or encapsulates the vector equilibrium in quantum mechanics, which uh, houses a pure unlimited source of energy and power. And scientists have been trying to access that energy source for many, many eons and more recently have just been able to tap into it. And if you can tap into the zero point energy field, which is the vector equilibrium, you have an unlimited source of wireless energy that is all us, all around us and in us and through us 24 hours a day, seven days a week at any single point in space time. You don't need batteries and gasoline and all this other garbage. We have energy and power all around us at all times, even inside of us. So, you know, <laughs> That truly is, in my opinion, the face of God. There is no male God walking around with a white robe on. Stop falling for the foolishness, guys. You've been tricked. You've been pimped. God is uh, is energy, a specific energy frequency. You need to tune into that. That same energy is inside of your body. 
in essence, you are God living as a human being to experience what it's like to be on this level in the third dimension. And why? Because you're sending information and data back to the source. You see, your brain doesn't create consciousness. It downloads it. Let me say that again. Your brain does not create consciousness. It downloads consciousness. You want proof of this? Another scientific study. Discovered by accident, scientists took people, put them in rooms, all separate rooms. Didn't even, the people didn't know each other. They put them uh, electrodes on their on their heads. These electrodes were sent to a computer to read the brain waves to see what the brain uh, signals were when they looked at pictures of serene images, like a beach or like a bed of roses. Also, to see what it looked like to see if somebody was getting stabbed or murdered or um, a burning building. All these different types of scenes they put on these uh, screens. Well, what started happening is each picture was spaced out 10 seconds apart to give the person time to analyze the image in their head and transmit the data to a computer so that scientists can see what the brain looks like electronically when it's seeing these images. Well, guess what started happening? After a few minutes of do doing this, in every single case study, the person's brain started transmitting to the computer in advance, up to seven seconds in advance, what the next image was gonna be. Yeah, up to seven seconds in advance what the next image was gonna be. The human brain was downloading this information and transmitting it to the computer ahead of time. We don't live in real time. We do not live in real time. Even when you're looking at somebody, even the screen you're looking at right now to see me is not real time. You're looking at me in the past, how? Well, the photon takes time to bounce off the screen back to your retina and then get transmitted to the back of the brain to get broken down into information that you can actually decipher as what you're looking at. That takes time. Not a lot of time, but it does take time. So everything you see in the third dimension, you're looking at in the past. You see nothing in real time. By the time you actually see it and decode it, it's already moved to another position. Okay? This is what makes it very difficult with, um, with uh, when you're getting into different types of encryptions. Encryptions, you can only do uh, one type of encryption at a time because you know the spin rate and lo you, don't, you can't know the spin rate and the location of an atom at the same time. You can only know the spin rate or the location, but you can't know both. Okay? This is real science, guys. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is real science of dropping real quantum mechanics and quantum physics. You guys gotta get your, you got to get your knowledge game up. Stop following these fake religions. Stop running after this fake religion. I'm not saying that God doesn't, doesn't exist. But what I'm telling you is that the God of this Bible that people are running around with and these Qurans and all this stuff is not the creator of the universe. You guys are praying to fake entities. You're praying to people that are masqueraded, are masqueraded as gods in ancient times that were not gods. They didn't create anything. Nothing. They created turmoil. They created death, destruction. They created murder. More people have been murdered over religion than any other reason on the face of this planet. More people have been murdered by religious uh, beliefs than any other reason on the face of this planet. Period. More people have been killed and murdered, but more than cancer, more than Big Pharma, more than all the wars uh, put together. Just the religious beliefs. But, you know, the papal inquisitions killed 80 million people. People keep going, oh, it's the end times now. We're in the end times. We ain't in no damn end times. The end times would have happened already when the popes and them killed 80 million people, made Hitler look like an angel. 
Over 700 years, they killed 80 million people worldwide. How do you think they got all these churches around the world? Do you think these churches just popped up because people want to believe in Jesus Christ? No, they killed and murdered and raped these churches into existence. Everybody who's praying to these entities and begging these entities for help are worshiping the devil. Okay? Here's the problem you have. You ask any Christian about Satan, they're going to tell you, oh, he was the most brilliant, and according to the Bible, he was the most beautiful, and he was the most intelligent. This is a real conversation I had with somebody. I said, so you're telling me that Satan and Lucifer, you know, the same person, entity, and, and, and you know, he was a cherubim, and he was this highly intelligent and right-handed God and all this stuff. Yes, I'm telling you, this is how it was. This is why he's so smart and everything else, and he's so brilliant, and he could talk to you and make you do things and so forth and so on. I said, okay. So um, you're telling me this this entity, this being, has got this high, high level of knowledge and, and, um, and intellect, and you're telling me that this book that you're reading, this one simple book, which is copyrighted from a lot of other sources, uh, plagiarized from a lot of other sources, has his doomsday in it, and the path that he's taking to run into his own doom and he's gonna follow he's gonna follow that for you because of this book yes yes i said man isn't it more likely that this book was orchestrated by him or it to allow you to believe in this foolishness isn't it more likely that this highly intelligent entity has spread this book all around the planet through death destruction rape mayhem killing blood sacrifices and all this other stuff this demonic uh, movement that happened around this planet to get these churches everywhere all over the planet by force and brainwash people into this religion isn't it more likely that that's the entity behind this stuff and that you're praying to the devil be, be, keep it real now <laughs> all these Christians are out here worshipping Satan and don't even know it they're worshipping Satan the devil the demonic force that they're running from that's who they're worshipping that's who put the book together. That's who got it in the sequence that it's in with the, all of the misspelled characters, all the misspelled words and everything else, all the plagiarized content information worded in a way to keep you mentally enslaved and begging at a low frequency to a demonic entity that put it all together to trick and enslave you mentally and suck the soul out of your body. That's what you're really doing, guys. That's what you're really doing. When your Christians say amen, who are they saying amen? What, why, why is that? What, what's amen? Well, you go into the ancient Egyptian and you discover that many tens of thousands of years before the Bible was written, Amen-Ra, former king and ruler of uh, Egypt, and who's Amen-Ra? His name is also Marduk. There's no secret to, you see, uneducated Christians wouldn't know this, but he's in the Bible too. Yeah, Marduk. He's also in the Jewish, uh, the Torah, the Jewish American Library. You can look all this up, but I'm telling you, everything everything I'm saying, save the words and research what I'm telling you. You guys have been pimped, okay? Amun-Ra ordered that there would be no other gods but him. Sound familiar? Same exact words in the Bible. He also says that at the end of every prayer, you would give me thanks. And that's when it became an order, an order to do. If you didn't do it, probably sentenced to death or, prison, or imprisonment. Uh, who ordered the, all the images around Egypt to be defaced and all the noses to be broken off? Not white people running around saying, I don't want people to know that black people were lived in Egypt. You guys been pimped with that trick too by the pro-black people. No. 
That's not what happened. You got to go into your ancient research. Amin Ra ordered all of these faces and noses to be the uh, to be removed around the entire anywhere where, where Egyptians existed, where land of the the, the Kemetic people existed. He didn't want any of his relatives to be honored or looked up upon as gods, but himself. And he ordered Akhenaten to you start erasing a lot of these uh, hieroglyphs. And that's why Akhenaten got booted the hell out of Egypt and they killed the son King Tut because he was going around erasing all the gods and defacing them all. That's where the information comes from. Not this foolishness about they didn't want us to know, they, they didn't want us to know we were black and all this other stuff. Okay? These are, again, no, no research. People putting out information based off of what they think in their brain instead of doing... I, I've been to these places. I've talked to Egyptologists. I've talked to homegrown researchers. I've been in these places and looked at them. I've read the hieroglyphs. I've decoded information. Okay? That's what really happened. But anyway, Amun-Ra ordered this. And Amun-Ra is the person that these Christians are saying amen to. One of the most brutal rulers of all time. But every time you hear somebody, Christian, say amen... They're giving thanks to evil, an evil entity, an evil guy that ruled over people and destroyed people and killed people and started so many wars back in the day that his brother had to evacuate the area and go over to Mesoamerica. A brutal, killing ruler. That's what you're saying amen to. And the same book that got you saying amen is the same book that got you praying to the devil. Enlil is Yahweh in the Bible. Who is Enlil? That's Amun-Ra's... Uh, uncle and Amin Ra's uncle Enlil is also known by ancient cultures as Satan, the Lord of Eden. E D I N. The original Eden was in Iraq, which is why America goes there to just decimate the area and steal all the information and secrets. They don't want you to know about this stuff. It wasn't in Africa. The original Eden was in Iraq. That's where home base was originally, 450,000 years ago. But anyway. You guys, man, you guys, there's so much information you just don't know. The word in the Bible, God, is a mistranslation. The word in the Bible, God, everywhere you see the word God in the Bible is a, is a mistranslation. It should be God's plural, not God singular. God's plural. Look it up. Yeah, they're talking about these people, these Anunnaki people that were here, that were fighting, fighting each other, using human beings as, for, uh, as cattle to rob and steal each other's resources and so forth. Read the book of Deuteronomy. That's all you got to do, guys. See, Christians don't want to read that book of Deuteronomy, and the pastor will never read you the book of Deuteronomy. He'll never teach you what's in the book of Deuteronomy. You know why? Because the book of Deuteronomy tells, quote-unquote, God is supposedly telling the people to go to an area, a town, that they've never been to, that they don't know the people who they are, they don't know anything about these people, but they're supposed to go there and kill them. They're supposed to rob them they're supposed to rape them. Yeah, rape is the actual word used. Rape. Rape the women. Rape the children. If you see any virgins that you want to take, go ahead and abduct them and keep them as your wives. This is in the Bible. This is supposed to be coming from the quote-unquote all-loving, all-knowing God creator of the universe. And keep the spoils of war. Read the book of Deuteronomy. And then, so that's really what it is. It's, it's one guy who uh, is sending people out to go fight his, his relative. They were fighting each other over land and resources. Kind of like what you see today. They'll take you out of your high school, promise you this college education if you come join my army. And then as soon as you join the army, what do they do? They're going to send you halfway around the world to blow up a guy living in a tent riding a camel with a $500 million weapon. And you're going to kill these people 
so that you can go to college for free. You see the you see the stupidity we, we run after? You see the stupidity? You see how stupid that is? You go and blow up a guy living in a $5 tent riding a camel so that you can get a college education. And then as soon as you get that college education, you can't even find a job in that with that degree. You end up being a stock boy at Winn-Dixie with hardly any benefits. And the best you can do is get a vet a, a, a vet loan for a mortgage. And the only thing you can afford is a dump, a slam dunk dump of a house. Two bedroom, one bath. And you think you did something with your life because you can retire and get a couple dollars pension. And you guys are living, I don't know, man. Sometimes I get excited about this planet. Sometimes I get a little, de a little depressed. You got to wake up. You got to wake up. There's a lot of foolishness going on and you keep falling for it. You keep falling for it. The kingdom of God is right between your eyes. It's called your temple. The only temple you need to visit is the temple in your mind. Take a journey to inner space. Inner space, not outer space. Stop worshiping external deities. There's nothing on the external side that's going to help you with salvation. If you keep seeking salvation externally, you will never receive it. You have to take a journey to inner space. You have to go within yourself. The divine spark is inside of you. You are God. When you understand that, understand the power of that, you can then begin to control this reality tunnel that you're living in. You can begin to bend the matrix to your will. And until you realize that, you're going to be suffering as a, just a program in the matrix. You have to understand that, guys. You have so much power inside of you, and you're, you're holding yourself back. Why? Because the system has programmed you to think you have no power. The system has programmed you to think that you're dumb, that you're slow, that you're not as intelligent as other people, that you can't become rich or wealthy, that you can't help people because you don't have enough time to help people, that you can't uh, fulfill your destiny because I got kids now and it's holding me back and I can't do this and I can't do that because I got to go to church and I got to I gotta hope I'm good enough to make it to heaven and all this other kind of crazy stuff. There's no way in the world you could tell me, going back to my original reason for this video, that a man that claims to be a leader of a church can rape a four-year-old girl and then repent and go to heaven and a four-year-old girl who's been mentally destroyed for her entire life, who won't believe in any of this Jesus crap and any of this church crap, will now go to hell. That's what a Christian will tell you. It's the dumbest garbage going around today. It's stupid. And we keep chasing after it. Blind faith, blind faith. You blind faith in yourself back into reincarnation. You see, where did Jesus go? Was Jesus a real person? Yes, he was a real person. I've been to the house that he lived in in Coptic Cairo. There's pictures of me in the house. The house is like a shrine now. When Jesus uh, left the Bible at the age of 13 to 32, he actually went to Egypt, and the Bible says that he went to Egypt. It's actually true. Uh, he became, became a student of the mystery schools, the Egyptian mysteries, which was taught by who? Thoth the Atlantean. Yeah, that's why his words perfectly match what Thoth talks about in the Emerald Tablets, because he learned from that guy. That's the source of information. I cover this in my book. I, sh I put the verse from, verses from Thoth and the verses from the modern-day Bible side by side so you can see that Jesus is just copying everything he learned from Thoth the Atlantean. But anyway... Um, 
so he, he goes to the Egyptian mysteries. Then where does he go from there? This is in the Holy Gospel. Of, this is in the Gospel of the Holy Twelve. This is one of the scriptures that I own. I had to pay $650 for it because it's a very rare scripture. They don't want it in production. It's not in production anymore because if people start learning about this, the whole religious system is going to collapse. So there's limited editions available. I found one on eBay for 650 bucks and bought it. But anyway, he leaves Egypt and he heads over to uh, India to learn Reiki healing with his hands. And he learned, then he goes to Tibet to learn the mystic arts. All the way back teaching what? Reincarnation. Yeah. And by the way, Jesus was never crucified. That's another falsehood that you've been taught. Never, ever crucified. Read the Ethiopian Bible. Read the Sinai Bible that both predate the King James Bible. There was no crucifixion whatsoever. Never happened. Matter of fact, there's a new scripture that's been discovered that's on display at Harvard Library. The book of Jesus' wife. Yeah, and by the way, his name wasn't Jesus. His name was Yeshua. Uh, but anyway, the book of Yeshua's wife, that's on display at the Harvard Library. And that book... Uh, is the fact that he got married and which means he most likely had kids as well. So the Merovingian bloodline is still on this planet till this very day. There was no crucifixion. Nobody died for your sins and all this kind of craziness. Craziness. You guys have been pimped. You've been pimped. You see, what's wrong with the world today? You got uh, you got 7.5 billion people on this planet. Okay? And 7.5 million people, you have 85% of those people are religious. They believe in one deity or another. And those 7.5 billion people are praying every single day, sometimes multiple times a day. So you multiply multiple prayers a day by 7.5 billion, and you have trillions of prayers going up every single day. And yet still, look at, the, look at the state of the planet, look at the state of the world from all these religious prayers. They're falling on deaf ears. And then some of you get tricked and pimped into thinking that your prayer worked because if, uh, if somebody gets into a car accident and they go to the hospital and you're praying for them and they make it, God took care of them and God saw them through. But if they die, it was the doctor's fault or the person that ran them over fault. You see how stupid that sounds? You see how stupid that sounds? It's dumb. It's dumb. That's not what happens. That's not how, that's not, not how the universe works. As a matter of fact, if you, even, if you ever read your Bible, you'll discover a very important piece of uh, scripture in the New Testament where there's people, women and children, walking by uh, a building that's dilapidated. And the wind blows, and the bricks from the top of the building fall off and crush those women. And the people standing against Jesus goes, they deserved it because of their sins. And Jesus goes, no, nah, man. They were just in the wrong place at the wrong time. I mean, you guys, this is from your own book. You see? Guys, you gotta wake up, man. You really, you really gotta wake up. You gotta, you gotta start understanding what's really going on out here. Um, the best method or the best mode to be in mentally is to be in a spiritual mode where you have a direct connection with the universal consciousness and you're synchronizing with the universal consciousness. See, the reason why these prayers don't work is because when you're in a position of begging, you're in a low frequency. This is scientifically proven. When you're in a position of despair, loss of hope, depression, begging, what is a prayer? You're trying to cast a spell when you're praying. Yeah, you're trying to cast a spell. You don't want to admit it, but that's what you're doing. All these books are books of spells. That's why they call it spell-ing. You're, you're trying to cast a spell on the ether of space-time to get things to work out in your favor. So when you pray, Oh, please, uh, my son is sick and I want him to be healed. You're trying to cast a, a spell. But the problem that you have is the method that you're using, the method that you're operating in, the frequency you're operating in, has no power. Begging and pleading and, and calling on the names of people 
that don't even exist, or even especially using the wrong names, calling people Jesus, you're saying Hail Zeus. That's what Jesus means. It means Hail Zeus. It doesn't mean, you guys, there's so much you don't know. But anyway, you're calling on people for help that, 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 that don't exist even in those names of frequencies, and then you're calling and begging from a low-frequency position. Scientists have already proven that from those mind states produce low-frequency vibrations, and the universe does not respond to low frequencies. This is what you got to understand. You have to understand that the universe only responds to high-frequency energy, period. That's how the law of attraction works. So when you're on your knees begging and pleading for help, waste of time. You just wasted your energy and put some calluses on your knees. That's what you did. You wasted your time. If you want to know how to utilize the power of prayer, because prayer does work, you have to operate from the mindset of that, the fact that you are a God. And when you operate from that mindset and that the energy, the divine energy flowing through the universe is already inside of your body, already inside of you, uh, and, and you have the same power as the creator, then you now you're operating from a powerful high frequency mindset. And when you understand and execute unconditional love on this planet to other people, and when you uh, forgive people, and when you bless people that cut you off in traffic and that make you angry for certain reasons or whatever that cross you up, though that puts you at a high frequency mind state. Now what you do is when you need something, you don't beg for it. You command it into existence. I command that my path to my destination be a safe path. This is what I do when I get on an airplane. I don't beg and hope and please God, let me arrive safely. Amen. No, that's garbage. That doesn't work any, that doesn't work. Not in this universe. That's a waste of time. I command that my destiny, uh, I command that I arrive safely. I command that my financial needs be met on time and in order. I command that this business transaction I'm entering into works out favorably. These are the types of mindsets and concepts you got to pull down and understand and how you command this matrix that we're living in. If you don't command the matrix, the matrix will command you, period. This is what you got to understand, guys. This matrix is brutal, man. You got to meet force with force. You got to understand you got power inside of you and you got to operate with power. When I walk into a room, I feel the room bending toward me. I feel the people bending toward me. I feel the energy bending toward me. That's not ego. That's power. Power play. When I go somewhere, I feel everywhere I walk and step into, I feel power coming out of me and emanating through me and the power of the people around me bending toward me. What do you need, sir? Can I help you with this? Can I help you with that? Doors open, windows open, opportunities open. That's energy and power. That's how the universe works. You can't go in weak. You go in weak, nothing happens. Nothing is going to happen. You got to vibrate at a high, a high level and you got to have confidence in yourself. And I, you know, people will confuse confidence with ego. Listen, let me tell you something. <laughs> if I'm, if I'm going to get, if I take a challenge to go play Michael Jordan in a one-on-one, I'm going to believe that I could beat Michael Jordan. Now, are the odds against me that he'll, that he'll win? Yes. And I'll lose? Yes. If I, if, but if I take the challenge, you best believe I'm going to have confidence in myself that I can beat him. You see? And that's the mindset you have to have when you're operating in this matrix. If you don't have that mindset, you will get devoured and you will live a sucky, horrible, screwed up life. And you'll be begging for the rest of your life until you die and hoping that when you die, you live. That's the biggest problem with Christianity. People are, are basically waiting to die so they can live instead of living now. Your mission is to bring heaven to earth, not the opposite way around.
You're already in heaven. You don't even know it. Until you learn this lesson, your energy is going to be recycled right back into this system again, over and over again, until you figure it all out. Okay? So that's what I wanted to drop on you guys today, man. I hope I didn't run a little bit too long. But yeah, you got to vibrate at a higher frequency, consciously. You have to understand that these religious systems are a waste of time and waste of energy. Stop chasing after these religious systems. Start investing your time and energy into spirituality and making a direct connection with source. Start loving people unconditionally, forgiving people. I ain't saying you got to forget. I'm not saying you got, because I've been crossed up a whole lot in my life because I'm a nice guy. But you know what? I done mentally moved on. I bless them. I won't interact with those people anymore. I'm not going to go shake their hand and go hang out with them. But I said, you know, I already moved on, man. You know, bless these people, man. I hope that they wake up to another level one day. And I've moved on and I'm at peace with myself. I sleep good at night. Okay. And these are the things you got to understand. You got to understand the power that's in you. Stop begging some sky wizard for help and go ahead and, and execute the help on your own. Command the help into existence. Simple test I'm going to give you guys before I get off this line. The next time you have to go out somewhere to a busy, crowded mall or anywhere where there's a parking lot, you got to find parking spaces. Before you leave the house, before you leave the house or your office, I want you to mentally envision the location and mentally envision those parking spaces. Now I want you to mentally envision three or four open parking spaces that you can park your car in before you get there. Like when you arrive, there's going to be an open spot for you. Envision three or four within that location. You know the layouts of these malls and these, these doctor's offices and plazas and whatever. Envision those spots being open. Now, say it out loud. When I get to my destination, there will be a parking spot available for me in a timely manner. Say it out loud because you have to vocalize that because now you're creating cymatic frequencies that are directly affecting your reality tunnel. Now what's going to happen is when you get to the mall, watch what happens. You're going to have an open parking spot. Try that. That's just a small test so you can see how much power you have inside of you. Just a small test. Pre-requesting your parking spaces with your mind. I do it all the time, guys. Try it. The next level is calling elevators. You're in a busy building with busy elevators all the time. Before you head to the elevator, call the elevator down to your, to your floor. So when you press the button, it opens up a lot quicker than normal. Little things you can do to test your power. Little things you can do to test your power, guys. All right, so listen, I love you guys, man. I know I get frustrated sometimes, but I'm just telling you, man, you guys got to stop chasing after these religious concepts and focus more on spirituality, focus more on helping people, and stay the hell out of polytricks. These polytricks got you people screwed up. I see these people chasing polytricks, chasing after Trump, chasing after Obama, chasing after uh, Clinton and all these people, chasing, chasing, chasing. Oh, I hope the next election is better. You guys, are, how many years are you going to keep saying election? You know what? I, who I vote for when an election comes? I go to the election booth and I write my name on the ticket, on the ballot. Because why? Because I vote for myself. Because why? Because I am my own president. I am my own president. I don't care who's it on. I don't care if Satan, the devil himself, that you guys claim is exist, exist was, the, was the president. It don't matter to me. I don't give a damn. I'm going to run my life. I'm going to do what I want to do when I want to do it and how I want to do it. Nonstop. 24-7, seven, seven days a week. Period. You see? That's the difference between me and a person who follows politicians. I call it polytricks. Stay out of polytricks, guys. Spend your energy, find that, use that energy on, on helping people and, and vibrating at a higher frequency and manifesting things into your life. Don't worry about presidents. Don't worry about elections. Don't worry about all that garbage. Manifest your own destiny. All right? Peace and love from Forbidden Knowledge.
Hi, this is Billy Carson, and I want to take a minute to talk to you about my Egyptian mystery school that I teach at Dame Dash Studios in Burbank, California. The first mystery school was an absolute success, and we're looking forward to the second mystery school, December 7th and 8th, 2019. We will also be hosting a mystery school every month and a half, so you can check on ForbiddenKnowledge.com with the number 4, ForbiddenKnowledge.com, or check out my Instagram account for updates. The link tree is in my bio to go to the mystery school, and you can register for classes there. Hey, everyone. This is Billy Carson, also known as Forbidden Knowledge. If you haven't done so, please check out my book, Compendium of the Emerald Tablets. It's currently a bestseller on Amazon.com. You can look it up, Compendium of the Emerald Tablets by Billy Carson. In this book, I break down the metaphysical, quantum physics, esoteric wisdom of Thoth the Atlantean. This information was written eons ago, and I've taken my time to break down all of the information in a way that everyone can understand it. So please check it out. Compendium of the Emerald Tablets. If you're into learning about the true ancient history and ancient civilizations, you have to read my book. This is Billy Carson with ForbiddenKnowledge.tv. Forbidden Knowledge TV has just reached its one year anniversary. That's right. One year. And as a show of appreciation, we are giving all new subscribers a free 30-day trial of ForbiddenKnowledge.tv. That's 30 days to binge watch thousands of movies, documentaries, conferences, workshops, lectures, yoga classes, meditation courses, and so much more. So log on to ForbiddenKnowledge.tv from your computer or mobile device or get the Forbidden Knowledge TV app on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon, iTunes, or Google Play today and use coupon code 30 days free. That's coupon code 30 days free on ForbiddenKnowledge.tv today.